0: atmet bet this chapter is going to be about the the dead body itself and which parts of it bring to a <speaking in Hebrew> So, in brief, any body of any person, no matter the age, even Nephil, even, even a fetus that was miscarried, um, so long as it's after 40 days uh, from gestation, um, and any part of that person, so long as it includes at least kazait, uh, in whatever form, whatever shape that that piece of the body is, is going to be metameh just like the entire body. Nesel, nesel is, uh, is something that might come up again later. Uh, it's going to be explained in the next half of the halacha. But Nesel as well, if it has kazait, it's going to be treated just like the flesh of the dead person is uh, some kind of unidentifiable portion of of a body uh, that comes in in some some sort of a uh, gooey form and we don't know exactly where it's from but we know it's from the body so if it coagulates then it means that it's some mixture of blood and other and other um parts of the body and it's not any of the more extraneous fluids, um, like, like saliva or mucus, which would not be metamé. Al ha'bet, after pisha shorim kulan <laughs> halacha lemoshe misinaihem. Amiruch achamim, the pilad beriato shel adam k'zaitul tichach shor tumad besaro k'zaitul. Although all the shi'odim that we have are from, from tradition, Hamim said that specifically with respect to kazait minamet, that uh, for a metadim me we need this kazait, this is something that uh, we learn also it has some basis in nature, which is the size of the, of the embryo at 40 days. Al-Hagimal. Ever not only a dead person but also a dead limb of a living person would be metame. in Magal Masa in Ohil. Even a small limb of a newborn born yesterday would be metame. Sha evarimelahim shiur. And a limb itself doesn't need to be kazaid, it's of any size whatsoever. שניאמר, ו'כול השאר יגיע touches anything on the on the field, in other words, on, on the battlefield, on something that was killed by a sword or a dead person. So why would the Torah specify some, someone who was killed by sword or someone who is dead? I mean, we learn from there that it's not only someone who is killed by a sword, but it's something, in other words, a limb that was cut off by a sword that would also be treated like the full dead person. When do we say that a limb would be just like a body of a person? Well, it's like the body of a person in the sense that it has flesh and uh, and tendons and and uh, bone as well. Um, and, and because the Torah compares the bone of a person with the person itself so it needs to have all of these three components, the, the bone the flesh and the tendons However, any of the organs that doesn't come with bones within the body like a kidney or the tongue of a person they don't have bone, and therefore, even if the entire limb, the entire organ is there, it will not be metammeh. And rather, you will need kazaid. Hasar mina ha'asep shele'ever ko'shehu koshehuare. he'ever kullo tahor. And the bone needs to be complete. If it's missing any portion whatsoever, then we go back to the standard of kazaid. Hasar besaro. Im nish'ar alav basar she ra'oi la'alot bo'arukha be'chai ve'itrape ve'ishlam, har heze metammeh be'magaw ba'ohel. So, so, although we treat a limb, a dead limb of a person, like a dead person, this is only when the limb is wholesome. So, if the limb is missing something, then we don't treat it like. In other words, if you cut a limb of a dead person, then if it has kazite, it's going to be just like a, a full dead person. If you just cut a. if you cut. If there is a cut limb dead limb from a living person and that limb is not full, then we have to look at how it's missing something. If it's missing part of the bone, that limb is tahor. If it's missing part of the of the flesh, the question becomes if what's missing is something that can be naturally expected to grow back or not. If yes, then it's going to be metame in all three ways. If not, then it's going to be metame maga u masa, touching and transporting, but not be ohel. Ubasaraporesh min tahor, and any flesh that comes from a living person, like say, uh, some someone had a, a piece of skin fall off them, or the orlah coming from the brit milah, tahor. V'chagaisem below basaraporesh min ha'ay tahor. So, to a bone without the flesh would also be tahor. Daled. Ever haporesh minam med mita med b'ma galma salva ohel kamed. Just like we said. If a limb is coming from a person who is already dead, then because it comes from that person, it's going to be metameh in all three ways. But also here, we require for the limb to be complete. Both flesh with tendons and the bone itself. If uh, some of the bone is missing, then we look at the flesh that remains. Does it have kazait? If it has kazait, then even if it was just kazait of a flesh, it will be metameh. If it doesn't have the flesh, but the bone is a kind of bone, or is a kind of area of the body, or it has something enough that would grow that flesh back, then it's as if, uh, we see as if the the flesh was there, and it's going to have the same status of a full dead body. Otherwise, it's, it's treated like any other bones that don't have flesh, which we are going to talk about soon. And Arvam is making a statement here. I did not scrutinize it biologically, but I I am going to tell you that many of the things that are said biologically in this treatise may not be accurate based on our understanding today of human biology. But it used to be believed, and I'm not sure if it's true or not, because I don't know exactly what they meant by it, that a bone that is enclosed from all spaces that's called a kulit. Kulit is a bone that doesn't have any any open space, in other words, it's completely it's completely hermetic. Um so it has moach inside, it has this marrow inside. So the marrow inside the bone, they believed it had the ability to to always generate flesh around that bone. So if someone finds this isem that is that is uh, clothes from both sides, that's called colit, and has enough marrow to grow flesh around it, it will be treated like a full dead body. Not only that, but the, the marrow itself, if the, if the marrow was loose within the bone, so we consider it as flesh. And if it has kaza'it within a single spot, so this is now kaza'it bin hamet, it's kaza'it of the flesh of a dead person, which is mitamel like the met. And even though it's fully enclosed by the bone, we have now a new concept, which is a concept of tum- in Tum'a. Whenever we want to say that the Tum'a spreads out anywhere, the phrase Hamim used and Hanaman brings here is tum'a, boka'at boka'at the tum'a can go up, can go down, in other words, we disregard the walls of the bone and this tum'ah can spread out everywhere and permeate through space. <clears throat> and therefore, if a bone has within it loose marrow that amounts to uh, kazait, this would be like the full met. ba'adam <laughs> Um, a limb of a person that is cut off but is still connected by a thread to the, the rest of the body and the person is still alive even though it will never live again there is no way that this limb is going to survive it still is tahor if the person then dies then the flesh of that limb would be tahor because it was disconnected from the dead. And and the the limb in and of itself now that it's no, no longer connected to someone who is alive, now this is a limb it's a dead limb of a of a not of a dead person because it wasn't part of a dead person either. And we give it the status of a limb as as if it had come out from a living person. <clears throat> What is the main difference between whether the limb met, from a living person or man has met, every met, 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 what the status is of the flesh that comes from it so a flesh coming from the limb of a living person is tahor Flesh coming from the limb of a dead person is treated like the flesh from a dead person which has a Shi for being with a limb and in either case the limb itself we don't care about its size so long as it's a whole limb and we're going to know to, to see right now what the definition is of a limb. Is going to be metameit, has a special status. It's not just like a portion of a dead body, it's a limb. <speaking in Hebrew> Chamim said, uh, and Arambam, by saying Amruha Chameim, I think he's hinting to us that even in his time he knew that this count was a little iffy. That there is two hundred and forty eight limbs in the human body in the in the male human body, each of which has bone flesh, and tendons we don't count the teeth within this count and the woman has two hundred and fifty one has three more uh, very very difficult to understand which exactly which three limbs the woman has that the man doesn't have, but it seems to be that it's referring to the pelvic region, perhaps in ancient times after, after multiple births and after osteoporosis in old age and, and I don't know what else, perhaps they found that th- there were multiple bones uh, where a pelvis in, in a male would be connected. It would be one bone, so in the woman it would be four bones. <clears throat> that might be what they I mean. mehen so all of these 248 limbs will be metameh in all three ways, if they are full, except for the three extra limbs that females have, which would be metamehin, but not beohil. So too, if somebody has an extra finger, a sixth finger, that has bone, but doesn't have, it didn't grow any fingernail, if it grows on the same level as the other fingers, then it's counted, and it's counted also for some uh, some context in which we need to know if the majority of the limbs of the person are there, so this would be one of what you count for the majority or not the majority. If it's not aligned with the other fingers, it's not going to 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 be counted within the limbs of the body, and it's going to have to add maga and masa, but not ohel. only going to be in other words, even the maga and masa is only the rabanan. But if it grows a fingernail, it's treated just like any other finger. <speaking in the language> why did Hachamim establish tum'a for a finger that's not aligned with the other ones? Because of the one that would be aligned, which would be the right one. And then why not go all the way and establish also for it? sorry, Asula Heker Now we have something important. Chachamim wanted to make a distinction between the Tumot because they didn't want for this Tumat to be taken as seriously as to uh, as to decree the burning of Tum'ot because of it. In other words, Chachamim understood and the message here for us is whenever you're mahmir in Tum'ot, There is always going to be an angle of Kula in a different context. And that's why they were careful in not to overextend their (coughs) gazerot. Bones, skeleton, skeletal bones of a person, if within whatever group of, of bones that you find, you can see that this is a human shape, then they also have a special status. They are going to be metame like the entire body. That's isem adam, bones that signify the rest of the person. And which are those bones? Shidra, the, the spine, without the, the neck, just, just the spine. Hagul kolet. The, the skull, the Rav Binyano, the Rav Binyano, or the the majority of the human body in terms of, of size, or in terms of the number of limbs. <coughs> the spine, if it's whole, if it's completed, that is like the, the full uh, dead person. But if it's missing even one of the of the discs, then, and, and Rambam counts here 18 discs, even though we count a different count nowadays, uh, then it's treated like any other bone. For the skull, we need the skull to be whole, and if the skull is missing any portion of it, it needs to be missing a sela, like the size of this coin that was called a Sela in one place or in several places in the aggregate, and then it's not going to be considered a whole skull. But to the extent you find a skull that is complete, this is going to have the same status as a dead body. In other words, magama sign oil. <laughs> So when we talk about the structure of a person, because we we said before the majority of the structure, we are referring to the two legs, um, the the, uh, the the two full legs. The shokhaim is the the loins, yerechaim uh, is the uh, the thighs, that's the, the, the 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 ribs, ribcage, That's that's the that's the spine. The Rov Binyanosh el la Met arehu kamechalem, and and uh, the majority of these would be considered like an entire Met. Getzad, how so? Kigon shete shokav yirechhat im haser Rov Binyanosh korsehu arehen kish aratamot. So we we just gave how many elements? Shete shokaim yirechaim silaod v'shidra. So we gave um six elements. And if you have if you have at least three of these, then then you have then you have uh, uh, the majority. In Harabam's example, the two thighs and uh, and yarech and one of the. if you have shtei shokaim ve ve yarechahat, if you have uh, the two of the of the legs shokaim. It really means calves, but I think it means the entire, from the femur and the fibula, the tibular fibula. Uh, in other words, uh, the, the bones of both the upper and, and the lower parts of the leg, the areca hat, one of the hips. This is enough f- to be considered the majority of, of, the, of the shape of the body but if you don't have if you have less than a majority in other words even if you have half and half then you treat it like regular bones what does it mean the majority in number it's the majority in the number of the bones we said there's 248 so if you had 125 this is more than half of 248 which is 124 will be half, so the majority will be like an entire mid. If it was only 124, it's just like any other bone. So usually we don't pay attention to whether the person when they were alive they, they were already missing a limb or they had grown a third leg or something like that. We just look at the majority of the body in terms of the average of the normal human body, with the exception of an additional finger, which we already explained, which hinges on whether it had a, a fingernail or not, and if it was aligned with the other fingers. <laughs> Imhaya Bahan rova a kawa elu metamein, kam medbi maga u masa uba ohel. Hayapa hudmirova, a fillo isen kasaora, metame maga u masave no metami ba Other bones of a dead person that don't don't make up the majority of the human structure of the human body, not in number, not in shape. And they weren't also um the the, the, the entire spine or a skull. So the, the the amount for them to be considered like a full human body is roba hakav roba haqqav roba'a is like three uh, three liters it's a little under a, a gallon. gallon um, if if they have roba haqqav, then they'll be metame in all three ways so they'll be considered as part of the of that person uh, ohel and maga and masa um, however if it's less than that but any extent, even even as, as large as a single grain of uh, of wheat, uh, of barley, sorry, then they still have tum'a, but the tum'a is going to be masa and maga, but not ohel. Yod. ba If, however, it was a single bone, even if a single bone is a very large bone and it has rova. Uh, which is uh, 300 cubic centimeters. Then, um, because it's only one, it's not going to be mitamei ohal. And how do we know that? Tum'at aseim ha'alah chamipya kabelah. The fish never touches the bone. The mitamei pia shemoa fills the bone because it's a mitamei magam of masa. The 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 fact that a single bone has tum'ah. This is all from Mipia Kabbalah, it's from tradition. However, it's consistent with, which, with that which was said, that anyone who touches a bone will become tame. But what they learn from tradition is that even if the bone is as small as a barley grain, the Tum'ai is going to be the Maga and the Masa, but not O'Hel. So all of those details are Midr. Rabbanan, But the, the tum'a is, is, uh, is, 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 so, so the definition of the Tum'ah are midrabbanan, but the consequences of this Tum'ah are midoraita, not from midrabbanan. Yod Alef. Met cherkivo <speaking> asmotav v'kirev v'nasura kav miloch ofnaim yotur kav mitame masav ba'ohel kamed. Bei no mitame be'magale fi shei afchar likav bechulosh al ei guf ehad va'filu gibelo ba'maim uh, in the stages of decomposition of the human body, at some point, the bones and the flesh, and all the flesh, become so dry that they become some some sort of a dust. This is called uh, rakav. After they they lose all of their moisture, and they really have no no shape whatsoever. Nothing holds them together. They, they come apart. So this is called rakav. Meloh of Naim is a shiur. Melochofnaim is whatever fits in two hands put together, um, this is how much will be metameh uh, be bemasa and be-ohel, and of course be bemaga uh, sorry be masa be-ohel, but not bemaga because you can't touch all of it and any part of this dust that you may touch you're not touching the other parts. It's not considered as part of the same of the same unit. And even if you if some somehow someone Joined all of it together with water, it would still not be seen as a single unit for tumat magal. Halacha yotbet dam hamet mitam mekamet vimagavu masal ba oheil shneimar benefesh haradam ve ki adam hu an nefesh, u an nefesh sorry vechamash yorav yait. Afilu adam, because the mash ba adam dumit mitam ba oheil kamet. Blood is just like any other part of the of the met. The shiur will be revi'it. And uh, even tamitzit, even if uh, if you have <coughs> if you have a tamtsid, which is which is uh, the, the kind of blood that comes out from a mortal wound, which which comes in all kinds of colors, all kinds of hues, this also would be uh, the 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 so so, so so even though it it comes out uh, very dark at some point. This might have to do with the oxygenation and the fact that the blood didn't have enough time to, to or, or had too much time to, to become uh, oxidized. Um, then it would still be considered blood so long as it has a little bit of a red hue within it. And the Tum'ah is also Tum'at Ohel. The Shi'ur is eight, as we said. It is only, only Dam HaMet. Only when the blood comes from someone who is already dead. Dam HaHa Yafilu Dam Kol the The blood of a living person is not metame, uh, even if it's the blood of a mortal wound, of a wound that's going to eventually kill the person so long as the person is alive. However, if there is a mixture, in other words, let's say there is a mortal wound, someone has their throat slit, and uh, half the raviat comes out while the person is still agonizing and dying, but alive, and the other half comes later, if everything accounts to Raviait, Hahamim decreed that the entire thing should be seen as Dam Tevusa, it means that the blood of, uh, of dying, Tevusa is of dying, of the process of dying, and it should have the tum'a of the blood of the dead person, namely. So now we have a special case, and to remind you, this is only the So let's say that the person had their throat their 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 throat slit, and raviahit of their blood while they were still alive. Uh, it it fell on on some kind of a of a of an area in, on the ground. Um, so you have this uh, this uh, congregation of blood on the floor, coming from this person who's still alive, and then uh, the the blood continues dripping as the person is already dead. So any drop that now falls uh, is going to be mitpatel, is going to be cancelled out and diluted within the blood that was already tahor, so that blood will never become uh, tame, even if a full revi'ait ends up falling, ends up dripping in there after the person has already died. dam <laughs> akish if we find the of blood and we don't know if it came from when the person was alive or dead, then it's seffectum a. Something very special happens with seffectum a. Seffectum a any seffect would never be medioreita. So Hachanim now have to decide what to do with it. And the rule they gave is we are going to treat any seffectum a if it is in the shutayahid then the person is going to be Tameh. It's going to be Metameh, midrabanan. If it is in the Tshut it's going to be Tahor. Tet HaKever, kol Zeman, sheHatum'ah betuchu Metameh Vemagah, Kamet Torah. Not only the dead body, but also a Kever, a Tum, also has a special kind of Tum'ah so long as it has a dead person inside it and a uh, maga ohel and the uh, and masa she, uh, masa actually is not mentioned here because it's not really practical shneemar obemetu beisem adam is one of the elements the pasuk in parashat pokat mentions vehal hanogah begekos leke veru nogah behotlo vehu sheye banui besatum vehal kach yakul maga uva ohel it doesn't matter if the person is touching the the upper surface, in other words, the roof of the of the tomb, or one of the sides, so long as it's built in a way that it's that is it's closed. Uh, then this closed space, if it's built and closed, then the entire thing is uh, has a special status of tomb. Aval ha maamid kelim bahem milimala However, if it's not built, if it's not a building, something that was built in a way that encloses it from all sides, which is called clever, but rather it's more impromptu, it's more uh, less permanent. So someone puts uh, some stuff on one side, some stuff on the other side, and then a surface to cover on both uh, f- from both sides on top. The the top is called golel, and each side is going to be called dofen. And so these things are going to be to, uh, going to have to mabann only, just like the kever and just like the kever they will not have to add masa of transporting, which has real consequences for how we bury people nowadays. Because you know, if it if it was Tameb Masa, then every time someone covers an area where where a dead person is being buried, then that thing which you're putting on top is called kollel, and if you are even for a moment, uh, being the one who is lifting it, who is transporting it, you'll be mitamebe masa. So therefore, Hanim did not decree to add massa on it, and therefore it's okay, and a person will be tahor by covering a dead, uh, on, by putting something on top of two supporting walls. Udvarim justamita dovek vanikrain dofek dofaqin har a henti horin. Not only that, but also Hakim did not extend their decree to the the supports of the supports that that, that come under the Kolil. la Lasalacha, and this is a special case also of Beta Peras. Sadesh nehrashba kever via Vedua Samotham he hanikret Hihanikret. This used to be unfortunately very tragic, uh, used to be common. A battlefield was an example of this. So, uh, let's say a, a field was plowed after having had within it a kever, and to a point that the bones of anyone buried in there would have gotten mixed now with the rest of the soil. He hum, that's what's called betha peras. It's, it's a common uh, expression throughout the Gemara so it, and the Mishnah, so it pays to know what it means. And the soil from it is metamebau masa shmeeshboesim kasiaora been aba ohel because lest you know even though you're looking at it in the soil, there may be a little piece of bone kasiaura as large as a barley grain, which will be will be metame and you may not see it. But it's not it doesn't have to mat oil this beta piras. The and one more thing that and this is by the way Bananas, we're going to say at the end. Uh, one more thing Hakim forbade is uh, when you come outside that is Israel, the United States of America, any country that's not Israel, the Israel, Afaram The the soil of any land that's not Israel has to of Maga and of Masa. The stated reason Hakamim gave is because the Goyim are not careful of burying their dead carefully enough. And therefore, you can find debris of dead people anywhere. But there may be a, another reason which is they wanted to create this kind of a psychological impact of how our attitudes are with respect to Chusala Ares. And this tutum ot of Petapedas and Eresa Amim and Huzlaares are from Rabbanan, that it's going to be explained in more detail in the 10th and 11th chapter.